0: Welcome back to another episode of Make Mind May Day here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood host, and before we get started, I wanted to thank our good friends, Make and Scott, our Patreon subscribers, special thanks to them. If you want to learn more about everything, go to patreon.com slash spidey network, learn more information, and get some really cool perks. We'll start getting all those audio versions. If you're the audio, listening to the audio version of this podcast, this was obviously live stream. Uh, as a result, we're going to have some... Uh, visual references and we'll be commenting uh, we'll have our live comments if you want to join the fun go join find us on youtube uh, or facebook or twitter uh, where we stream all these episodes and of course if you like us on the audio version let us know leave us a five star review on your favorite podcasting app if you'd like to contact us you can always also email us at makemymayday at gmail.com or the entire radio network is email is network at gmail.com so hopefully You guys like what we're doing and let us know how we're doing so with that we'll get started i'm going to introduce my partner in crime uh i am her felicity to her mayday i suppose it's kelly hello kelly
1: hi
0: i was trying to think i was trying to think of a decent segue okay like with every the events of this issue specifically
1: okay all right it's i mean do you really want to be Felicity after no, reading not these issues?
0: <laughs> after, especially after rereading these issues, so yes. All right. Yeah, so this, I yeah. What are we? What issues are we covering this episode, Kelly? We
1: are covering Spider Girl forty-eight through Spider Girl fifty-two. So we are completing the complete collection, Volume Three, in this issue and a little extra. I think I believe we start getting into volume ten of the trade paperbacks, which I was unaware got released in two thousand nine. Because I forgot. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, The uh, we use Mike's amazing world of comics to get our dates and stuff, and those are really freaking handy. I'm not gonna lie, because they not only but they're not updated.
1: They're not well. They're not updated, but also I noticed a error, and I had to fix it. Oh. And uh, I want to say it was fifty-two because it had a different uh, colorist than who actually colored it according to Marvel Unlimited.
0: Oh. And since those
1: those those uh, pages were just scanned in, I'm going to assume.
0: That the was scan
1: is right, yeah. And that's yep. something on Mike's side, or the name maybe they changed their name at some point. I don't know, but yeah, considering it was the... a studio and they, they gave a dude like just a single person, it was a I was like, no, let's use the studio name,
0: yeah. Udon Studios is, yeah. is what it is what it says in the and I've got the actual issue right here, so
1: yeah, but it was Eric, uh, something hmm, on interesting, Mike's. That
0: is weird. So, okay. Always
1: check. Whenever you're using another website for your sources because it's handy dandy, always at least fact check yourself. Check your
0: sources. Listen, good sourcing. That's why I don't use We Got This Covered, okay? (laughs) 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 My bad.
1: Cosmic Uh, News. Cosmic Book News. Don't do that. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't, don't fall down that rabbit hole. For those that are ever getting into podcasting, never fall into those those traps because as we well, learned from Greedo, we can it make, is a trap. You can
1: make fun of them, but <laughs> they yes. hold no merit. They hold no weight. They hold no merit.
0: <laughs> yes. So, all right. Um, We want to mention this off the top, our mm-hmm. scheduling. Uh, This is our last episode for a few weeks.
1: Yeah. So, like, I didn't know so I and I didn't write it in here um, but yeah so like no real housekeeping issues but we are um, recording the next episode on June 17th Uh, it's a mini-sode for the bigger celebration taking place to celebrate Spidey Dude the site's anniversary Yes, we're yeah.
0: we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun that night. there's gonna be this show is gonna be we're gonna have a little mini show there. We got some we'll have some updates on our upcoming stuff for the next for the fall. Uh, I'll give be giving some updates on uh, Forgotten Era uh, and hopefully on some ASM classics as well so as well as voices from the Erie. So yeah. we're, we're gonna be uh, kind of giving everybody our update. We'll be going on a summer break uh, real life reason. I'm going to have my daughter with us for well, a month. And so I got to play dad for a little while and, and uh, give gives gives Kelly a little bit of a break. And so we can kind of start.
1: I mean, I like doing this though. I would prefer breaks in other areas of my life, but yes, it doesn't yes. work that way. Adulting does not work that way. So yes, it is.
0: Issue forty eight, according to Jero, I guess Jero went back and looked because you can huh. actually look these. These are sold twenty six thousand seventy two copies.
1: That's not so, a
0: lot. Yeah, but you know what? But if you go is back, it,
1: is it a lot in the scheme of things because I feel like like how many comics were averaging sold.
0: Y- you know, uh, it's it's weird because Marvel, and I'll, I'll I'll kind of explain this when we get to well, probably when we get to fifty because fifty definitely ends on a splash page. <laughs> And well,
1: we can, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: So we'll talk about a little, and I'll maybe touch in my thoughts on fifty, more on the how the direct market works.
1: Yeah. Because I definitely want to sprinkle in some history, Spider Girl history uh, yes. as we go along in these issues. Because, like I said, I didn't really want to call this like the first season finale, but technically, because we are taking a over six week break uh-huh. um and you know this kind of feels like the perfect place to start uh or at least p- perfect place to pause it and end it for the season uh mm-hmm. just especially even us talking about it because of where 50 ends and luckily i wasn't gonna just end it on 50 right. so we yeah, had Yes, we we have to at least make it a little uplifting. But I think fifty-two is going to be the perfect place, just to show that we, one, we're coming back, obviously, because we're going to get through this. Uh, But two, yeah, uh, you know, it marks a really definite change in the comic.
0: There's a lot of uh, these next, especially moving forward after we do fifty-three, from fifty-four through sixty. That's the next. Uh, major cancellation point that we yes. know was and that there's a whole story that we're gonna have like when we get to that I think after season of the serpent or after we finish you yeah. know because season of the serpent ends with uh, 59 um you know with 60 is is also one of those issues that's kind of was intended to be a penultimate finale type mm-hmm. thing and um 61 got all the way to publication Mm -hmm. almost, uh, the covers were there. The stories were everything. The scripts were submitted. Um, so I I need to double check this and I'll probably do this because I forgot to grab the other issues, but, um, in the letters page before, I think it was issue 45. Mm Uh, they mentioned that they didn't know what spider Girl's fate was beyond issue 50. Again, we've talked about that, but, um, with Jameis, they were trying to trim the line significantly. If you go and look yeah. at the amount of books that were being published in this period of time versus two years ago, or even eighteen months prior, the uh, uh, fact is is that Marvel really took, and there was a lot of draconian cost cutting uh, that was being yeah. implemented because of oh. Mike Romer. And some of it was justified. I mean, did we we really need 18 X-Men titles?
1: (laughs) Well, also, I mean, think of the larger picture. Yeah. Like, just from a corporate standpoint, think of the larger picture. Um, Because, unfortunately, they can't just... Unfortunately, Marvel is not a non-profit company. So...
0: (laughs) Yeah. And considering that they just came out of bankruptcy, not even three years prior to this, they were on the upswing obviously the period of these were being published. This was around the time um, of the first Spider-Man movie. They had had success with X-Men, but things they were trying to time everything, but then mm-hmm. things didn't work out with the big relaunch of X-Men. So it's uh, it's a very interesting time. The fact that we're getting almost to 20 years from when these comics were published is crazy.
1: Uh, um, yeah. That's, the, I mean, these are and, all 2002.
0: God, I was about to start high school.
1: Actually, oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. So we start like, so like August or we start in June. So like this goes all through, uh, this goes all through October. So like this is literally 11 from, for me, I was ages 11 to 12 during these. Uh, so, which is why if anybody was on my Instagram, I used the 2002 song.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, at this time I, I had, we had just transitioned to Spidey dash dude, probably a year prior to the the time that these were being published. And because we were using uh, zoom and NBCI, which got, which was bought NBC bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like free services like geo cities. Yeah. and our bandwidth—we kept blowing through the bandwidth, and especially around the time of May. Uh, <laughs> man, that was that was a crazy, crazy time. I will definitely talk about that uh, during the celebration special uh, here on the channel. So June seventeenth, we'll talk a lot. I'll talk a lot about that. I'll have a lot more uh, notes, and, and I'm actually working on the site history page for Spidey Dash, dude been working on that for the last few weeks and uh going back and way back machine has put me down some rabbit holes. I had to explain to my wife what a guest book was. And for you kids at home, you probably have no idea what that is, so I'll probably explain that.
1: Okay, no, because people had guest books on their tumblers uh, even a, as far as a few years ago. That's well, okay. why I was like when you said that I was like this isn't like some ancient Thing people still have digital guest books. In fact, actually, most uh, see I never now. Used... It's almost mostly funeral homes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the technology right. still There's still widgets that people use. Uh, for see, I didn't their know blogs. any of that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I honestly, um, I mean, we had not used our, our virtual guest books since like the early, early days of Spidey Dude. Uh, I think we we have ultimately dropped it in 2000 because nobody was using it. But uh-huh. uh, it, it's interesting to see how. Things have changed because, like I say, my, my, my wife didn't know what a guestbook was, but she didn't use Tumblr, I guess. So that was that was that too. So I mean,
1: she also might not have been on fandom Tumblr. I don't know. Like all I'm saying is that like I still see them every now and again, and the old like people are still using those chat box widgets yeah. on Tumblr now. Like those have made a resurgence, and I was like, "Are, you, are you, what?" <laughs> like,
0: I remember chat rooms. <laughs>
1: you remember like the chat box widgets that you uh-huh. could add to the bottom of your your wordpress or your little web diary or zenga or <laughs>
0: zenga. dude i i went full-blown
1: space i went,
0: I went through that. so I, I follow like a lot of tech videos on youtube and one of them was uh mr mobile and he does like when phones were fun his series on like old phones and, and everything like that. And he did one on the Palm Centro today or yesterday. Oh,
1: this isn't dude. my pink one though. I don't know what happened to my pink one.
0: Uh, she's okay. For those that are the audio listeners, she just pulled out a Motorola razor. That is the only Android truthfully. Once, once, once they kind of get the screen, the folding screen technology, a little bit tougher. That's the only Android I would consider having is the, is the new Actually, Motorola
1: Razr. Um, Though I think I had to get a new SIM card here. But at least the AT&T SIM card up until at least Samsung S8 Mm -hmm. um, still would fit in here. So like if you're in... Honestly, it still might be the same SIM card.
0: You can get an adapter.
1: Well, what I'm saying though is it's still the same size. Nice. These are great to have if you break your smartphone. Because at least you can make calls and sort of text. You do have...
0: T9. Trying to go back to this man. T nine. Oh, trying to
1: go back to this this crap. Uh, but I, I have I have used it not with my S eight, but um, I had an S uh Samsung S six. Uh, I think it was the first, not ultra, but like Edge S six Edge, because it was the first one with the edges. Nice. And I don't know what it was, but like that phone, just the wind blew it would crack, and so oh, every yeah. single time I had to fix the crack, I would whip out uh i had this is this is the one my mom kept for her and then um i have the navy blue one nice but i, I don't know what happened because we had one in every color and i don't know what happened to my pink one i'm very upset we can't you know
0: yeah listen <laughs> And and look those those phones those razors I I don't think I ever saw one those I mean they were aircraft aluminum metal okay (laughs) like those things were almost indestructible.
1: Well, they're not okay. They're not as indestructible as a Nokia. Okay, yeah. Is somewhere in this house. This house is literally slightly a cell phone museum (sighs) because of how long we've had cell phones. Because like, what was it, my? dad got one in 90s just before the 96 olympics because the GDI needed them well the GDI needed them and then um because they were helping out with the olympics yeah uh and then i think one's at least one if not all of us have had a cell phone since yeah so
0: make my razor
1: yeah sorry guys but like oh
0: wow Nostalgia trip. We're, 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 nostalgia
1: we're, trip. I mean, the, this is only like this is a year before the razor, technically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because like, I remember because up here, I mean, when the razor was introduced, let me just explain. AT T had their own mobile service, but they had not merged with Singular yet, mm-hmm. and and the razor was Singular um, exclusive. The,
1: wasn't this just after the Bell South situation too? Yes. Yeah.
0: That like AT and T had formed like AT and T Mobility, and then uh-huh. when they merged, they took AT and T's name because AT and T is a better bigger. known brand.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, uh, also, Bell South was just for the South. So yeah,
0: yeah. Well, ba- Ma Bell, like my area was Southwestern Bell. We had all yeah. the Ma Bells and uh, look up, look up AT and T breakup. That that yeah, that's <laughs> that,
1: just look at that. Especially you know, and that's honestly that's still on topic. Um yeah. Still on topic. Uh, oh, okay. Before we get fully started, uh, Vinkman asked, what is that beside the Febreze bottle? I assume you mean this. Uh, this poor, poor... It's like Goku. Goku. Yeah, it's Goku. Uh, I got him real cheap at Anime Week in Atlanta, like probably a decade ago for my brother for his birthday. And since... Oops, well, as he falls. Uh, and since... Um, Gabe has been able to walk and talk. This is Gabe's, which is why he's now broken.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, my
1: my nephew. So that's just kind of there. I mean, you can glue him, he, and then you wouldn't even see it because it's exactly. He's just, not, he's just not glued. It's fine. Um, but less right. less random talk. Uh, down memory lane.
0: Yeah, we could about- we could we could sit there. <laughs> random alright so uh, I will do okay so I'm doing 48 49 and 50 the breakdowns of that
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and then uh, Kelly is going to do 51 and 52
1: I so, have a very spirited breakdown of 51 guys I, I promise and it will be worth your while because we all know that that's everyone's favorite issue
0: exactly I I, I I I, know roughly what she's going to say but I'm just going to literally like <laughs> tee her off and go <laughs>
1: I don't know if we'll even need super opinions, but I did also write an opinion part there too. <laughs> All right. I don't stop my rant, uh, but let's go ahead and get through the rest of the complete collection. Volume three that just came out
0: if you haven't uh, got in your...
1: March. So you can guys should still go get it.
0: Fingers crossed. We'll get some more sooner rather than get the uh, volume four coming soon. All right. Cover date: Spider Girl number forty-eight. Cover date is August two thousand two. On sale date of June fifth, two thousand two. Cover price was two twenty-five. In complete collection, volume three, and di- digest volume nine. The title of the issue is called "Through a Mother's Eyes." The writers: Tom DeFalco. Penciler: Pat Olive. Inker: Al Williamson. The letter is Randy Gentile, and the colorist is Arnold Sang. Yeah, Sang. It's a T silent. All right. Breakdown. Our issue opens with Mary Jane and MJ and Peter and May at home. Peter's preparing breakfast, and they're discussing the events of our last episode. So if you didn't if you didn't see that, they uh, go go check that out after, of course, you finish this episode. So Mayday kicks some some super scrolls butt. So there's a bit of bitterness on May's part since Peter doesn't really feel like that she won, but kind of got lucky. So they're having a bit of a back and forth. Mayday's also miffed that Peter was trying to get in the webs again and didn't you know tell her what was going on. Peter won't let May explain the new Scarlet Spider situation either, because he brings up, I can't believe you let her do that. Peter then brings up mistakes, and this causes Mayday to pop off and comment about losing her great-uncle. Way to go, Mayday. <laughs> um, as she says this, a look of horror hits Mayday's face, hits her like a ton of bricks. MJ's also floored at Peter. Peter does a good thing. He gives her some grace. He just she immediately apologizes. She's immediately regretful for it coming out of her mouth. She's ashamed. She decides to uh, walk out. Peter's trying to say, like, you know, let's not talk about webbing web stuff. Let's talk about anything else. But Mayday is so ashamed that she has to leave. So she leaves and gets some air. Her spider senses start to tingle whenever she notices a woman who is across the street, not in the shadows, but out in the uh, out in the open. And it wonders if if her spider sense is tingling because of danger or because she feels regret. She's, of course, kind of twisted up and knots over this entire situation. We start to get the woman's inner monologue where she wants to reach out to to May, but she feels ashamed to do so. MJ then and Peter talk as Peter decides to suit up. MJ has got her misgivings and we're starting to get her inner monologue. She's trying to choose her battles when she notices Allison outside or excuse me, the woman outside as well we then get a brief flashback of the woman to her first meeting with Norman Osborne senior before cutting to Normie, hearing out what made a hearing out made over what she actually said. Green goblin shows up and may is still pretty miffed with him for the situation with the warriors and, the, and how they're, how they feel about the, her handling of the face situation. Well, I mean, also
1: sh- last issue, she asked for help and he didn't do anything. That's
0: right. Yeah. He didn't do anything. They, he, he exactly. I, I I apologize. Thank you for pointing that out. Felicity all right. is all, uh, meanwhile, we're at, we cut to Felicity's house where we see an argument between Felicia and her about her outing as the squirrel spider. Felicia thinks that she legit hates her. Like she thinks that she can't stand her because Felicity is obviously acting out and very upset over some of the, some of the choices that she feels that, uh, Felicia's made. We then have MJ and Allison going back and forth, uh, it's Allison Monogram, so they kind of recount the events of Amazing Spider-Man Four Seventeen, and the Six One Six baby made was sp- stillborn. However, uh, their original, the original, I kind of call it the original plot, but this we learned that in in this, in the eight, nine eighty two universe, the there were they took a recent stillborn baby and swapped them; they were exchanged. We see kind of the other half of the final scene from that ASM issue of what would have happened had made. Maybe May lived brief scene occurs with the faces deciding to go back to New York city to take out spider girl. And then we learn of Kate Cain, of Kane's phone call to Mary Jane telling her that may was in fact alive. He attracts her down to a boat. Kane is then coming back to town and he sees a spider man leave. <laughs> he thinks, no, surely Peter's not this dumb to be out back out as spider man. He kind of wonders if out, internally, if it was maybe Jerry, Mayday has still lost her thoughts when Felicity shows up. They briefly talk. Felicity is still insistent on this whole partnership thing, okay. and they're walking back and forth. Peter then spider sense goes off as he's swinging, sees Kane, who has with sheer luck found his target. He's found Allison. Peter then steps in and saves Allison. Peter and Kane begin their fight when Mayday and Felicity show up. Mayday decides that she needs to go suit up. They start Felicity and her start arguing. Mary Jane watches helplessly as Peter and Kane fight. Kane is then gets the upper hand, calling Peter out, and then breaks his newly created bionic leg. MJ is flashing back to reunion of her original reunion with May, and May is as May is fighting with Felicity. Kane is in no mood to deal with a person in a Scarlet spider outfit, throwing her into next week and uh remarking that you don't know how much it pains him to see you in that costume child. So Mayday then uh, webs two trees and uses that as a way to slingshot herself to save Felicity. And uh, Felicity's like, see, I told you we're a good team. Mayday's like, just shut up. (laughs) And so of course, Mayday goes back home and interacts with Peter and they're, kind of back to where they were at the beginning of the issue. So Mayday and Peter are bickering and squabbling like normal and everything's back to normal. Well, almost on some level. They're glad that Kane got away, but Allison then runs back to her hotel room where she then gets a gun. And that is the end for now. So Kelly, your thoughts on this particular issue.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy the point of view jumping a little bit on this issue mm-hmm. just because it says what the title says, but not necessarily in um, in the most traditional sense. And, um, you know, we get a little bit more on that backstory about how May was found for the MC2 and how um, she was returned, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel for Felicia, but the thing is, is we really never get to know why her kids hate her or have problems, and I feel like we need more context on that, at least, you know, to maybe understand why Jean is the way Jean is, and amazing. Um, yeah. Because there is... The personalities between Felicity and Jean are very uh, different, and I would like to kind of almost know more on their backstory and what they've had to deal with with Felicia as their mother, because I don't see that, like... I feel like Gene, it's weird that Gene shows up in Amazing, but wasn't in the original crew. And I feel like he would have been had if he stayed with Flash. No. So, you know, I, I just, I want to know a little bit more because the outbursts and the severe depression that we'll see later, ultimately to me, shows that there was a lot of instability with Felicia as a parent. <laughs> um, and which I just I'm, not sur- yeah, I'm not Yeah, I'm not surprised. I just want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she loves her kids, which is great. Like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, Felicia is not a monster, but you know, there's a reason why the six one six Felicia, even up to the point six one six and nine eighty two, really jump off uh, and dif- differentiate is just it's not necessary. I don't feel like the character should be so night and day from what we see here. Um, Because, you know, she tries to be a really, really good mom when we see her, but like, we never see her enough to really see the Felicia we are used to. So I just want, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be more. We need, we need to know more on that story at some point.
0: Oh, Um, absolutely.
1: But, you know, otherwise like it's, it's a, Really decent issue. Um, obviously, like we had talked about before we went live, you had even debated on doing 48 and 49 um, together. But I actually think that, like, just because this story with Kane and the fighting, and of course, this does really hit on uh, the end of Felicity being the Scarlet Spider for the most part. Um, yes this felt like it needed to be a separate issue to me. Agreed. Um, yeah. I mean, we, yeah we kind
0: yeah. Added that back and forth. And, and look, this, this, this interact, I mean, Kane and Peter interact. Kane doesn't want to hurt Peter. Like, no. like Kane he is, does, it,
1: he but, does want to stop him from being stupid, which I mean, he's kind of being a little stupid. Yeah. And he knows it. And we'll, we'll talk about that in other issues mm. this episode, because he does admit it to himself.
0: I love this. Uh, I love this cover, by the way, too.
1: Yeah, um, well, I figured that's why you'd want it.
0: Of course, like like these three issues are like so saga like eccentric. I'm like hey, 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 yes. Um, was the
1: method to my madness.
0: Yes, uh, Kane. Um, it's never. It's weird because this is a different suit of Kanes that we see. This purple uh-huh. and and metal suit. It's a redesign. Um, he had a purple, dark purple suit. That it was only ever said what it actually was. It was a containment suit to help with his clone degeneration mm-hmm. uh, and to ke- keep it under control. And so, Kane wearing this costume is is the same thing. It's it's a it's a different style of the containment suit. So yeah,
1: which I I think do we ever like fully touch? I don't recall Spider Girl ever fully touching on that.
0: No, no, yeah. I don't think so. It it, it it unless it pops up and I just forgot. That's what
1: I'm saying. Like I can't recall it, but yeah. I could be totally like it'll probably be some throwaway line at some point when we're on our rereads. Uh,
0: by the way, I also uh, Jero said a comment. This might be one of his uh, Al Williamson's Al, Williamson style really shows in his inks. Uh, it might be one of his last jobs before he passed. Actually, uh, he didn't pass away until um, yeah. 2010. So
1: yeah, uh, so this he, this is a
0: good eight years. He's still in. He's still kicking it pretty.
1: Yeah, he well, like I mean, because Spider Girl, the end, it didn't uh, get published until twenty ten. So, yeah. any, I think it's he's, I think he's he in it almost every single time Pat yeah. does, unless yeah, he's out, right. Um,
0: of the of the five issues, other than the the McKeever Jones issue, uh, Busima actually does the inks on fifty, mm-hmm. but uh, he, does, he does he does he's still doing. I think he does, because um, he does what he does for Ron Frenz's inks. Uh-huh. uh uh on 52 so he's still he's still in and out uh but he mostly i mean he almost almost i mean other than the times we, we've said he has been the inker on spider girl so um but yeah uh Williamson was from ec comics or newer? ai bob cop, bob corwin hi hi bob um I don't recall. I'll have to look. I'll, I'll, I'll do research as w- whenever Kelly's doing a recap on that.
1: So no. answer that question. And of course I see you skip over the, the fact oh. that you do not, uh, on grain, on grain. Like I, like I said, I thought it was last episode. You,
0: you were right. I was wrong. I I'm, I'm, I'm freely willing to admit it.
1: I mean, I could, I could be wrong. Me and Vinkman could be wrong. I'm just saying that that's how it looks on paper.
0: Well, historically, I've been bad with names, so
1: I, I, I'm just not surprised. <laughs> totally fine. All right. So, are you ready to go to forty nine?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, my like I say, my opinions. This is kind of a, based on the rough outline that Defalco wanted to go with the baby May storyline. So, what it is kind of truly what if the baby lived? And yeah. you can kind of argue that the true divergent point really is not necessarily the gathering of the five and four forty one, but really four four seventeen with the end of the clone saga revelations. So I
1: I, I think so. I mean, also, also, I think even, I think we see things that are going past that and set before that (laughs) that are even different.
0: There was a brief scene with Kane fighting the scryers that's Mm -hmm. referenced in this next upcoming issue. Um, So that's kind of, like I say, the rough outline. I know that DeFalco had kind of been slowly setting up the story, but Bob Harris, had kind of stepped in and, was not going to did not want to touch the Baby May story yet they wanted to do little references here and there and kind of mess with the audience and it kind of and I know that really put off like the writing crew of the the Spider Comics at the time.
1: Also it made a lot of fans hate Aunt May for like ever like so
0: (sighs) I'm not raising my hand not even, yes. It's not
1: even her. It's not even the character's fault.
0: It's not. I, you know, for me, I think I, I. didn't hate the character. Like my my irritation was not. By that point, I was I, I was surfing the web enough whenever ninety eight uh, Peter Parker ninety eight came out, uh, or ninety seven when they did the 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 swap with May. Um, I I I was angry at the time because I thought it was it was a very bad bait and switch, but um. I'm hoping to get more information on that because I, I know there's a story <laughs> because, yeah. um, but I mean, there's some some things that have been put out there like during life of Riley, they did briefly talk about it, but yeah. So like I say, uh, that's really, I mean, the, the artwork is great. It's exceptional. I, I feel like they do a really good job of seamlessly filling in the gaps and, and leading the, the reader along um, these issues are, it's not always easy to do that, and but they're really truly accessible to new readers as well as old, so like if you're an old reader like myself that was reading at the time, you understand all these references but if you're a new reader, it's not beating you over the head with continuity and especially in this period of time when you had Bill James and Joe Casada that detested continuity this was very much the out of, out of the norm of what was being published at
1: Marvel. Well, back. I mean, I also think too like as much as this ties into everything. The one beautiful thing about Spider-Girl is this is such a good starter comic that really dives deep into the Spider-Man lore and the world building without making you feel stupid. So it, you know, which is hard for a lot of new comic book readers because they don't want to just, you know, it feels overwhelming to start a 60, 70 year old comic from the beginning And then even if someone does that, they're still going to miss certain things or not fully understand certain things because they're all connected to something else. And that's kind of where this really works because you're given the context you need without um, making you feel like you're missing something or you're not in on the joke or whatever, you know, whatever analogy you need, you know, you feel like you're included and
0: they lead you. They lead you along, and they like when they use continuity. They use it in the way that most of the like the writers from the seventies and eighties did, which was not beat you over the head with it, but use it as a storytelling device. Because as uh, when I talked to the Falco in that interview years ago, the characters write the stories, not the other way around, and the plot doesn't drive the characters the characters drive the plot. Yeah. And so, getting to issue 49 speaking of which. Yeah. All right, cover dated September 2002, on sale July 3rd, 2002. Repeated reprinted in Spider-Girl Digest volume 9. It's complete collection volume 3 as well. Uh you can also find it on Marvel Unlimited if you're following along individually or you can find the uh single issues. Title of the issue is a dish served cold the writers tom defalco pencilers pat olive inker al williamson letterer daddy gentle and colorist is arnold Sang. our issue picks up with allison recounting the final days of her time with may she had grown very very attached because it started off as just a just a gig but it turned into more it was she really had developed a bond with this child we then have the splash page of may on the phone with phil trying to talk to dart devil peter's called in sick We don't know where he's at. We have a flashback to last issue. She doesn't want to tell Phil what's going on because she's trying to keep things a little close to the best. She tells them she's got, uh, he tells them that he had bought them all phones and he promises to call dark devil and get them, try to get them in touch with each other. Speaking of we cut to Riley delivering the bad news to Brenda. She's got to turn herself in in the next 24 hours. Normie and Brenda have a moment alone while Riley takes the call as dark devil, so May gets home and MJ is not having it. She's still MJ, May is still in her Spider Girl costume and she does not want May to be involved with with the situation with Kane and Peter. We finally find out where Peter's at because we cut over to the F5 headquarters being rebuilt after the events of a couple issues ago. Peter's talking with Johnny and as Big Brain starts to repair the leg. We then cut to Alice and lost in thought, and where we, we are told about the Scryers showing up and taking Mayday away. We learned. We didn't learn. Then learn through her inner, inner monologue that Norman had in fact double-crossed her, and now she's out for revenge. Norman had sent her had sent her final payment with counterfeit bills and a knockout gas, and then they were going to cover up her death by exploding her yacht. But we'll learn more about that later on. This is also uh, during. For those fun fact uh, for those that were reading Amazing at the time, Robbie Robinson was actually trying to hunt down Allison at the time. And uh, so this is kind of referencing those issues where her yacht did explode. <laughs> so she, yeah, bad luck. Scryers were tasked with killing Allison, but Kane's the one that saves her, wanting to get inter- information out of her. To this point, we learn that Kane is floored with the truth, and then he sought to save Mayday. He also backhanded Allison, thinking that she drowned and thinking her dead. He still doesn't know why. She returned, however, because we're going back and forth between Kane and Allison. Meanwhile, MJ is holding her first photo uh, as a family, struggling t- to tell May of what's truly going on, about the entire truth about what, what Kane truly means to her. We briefly then see Normie and Brenda out for a stroll as their relationship begins to grow. Cutting back to school, we have Courtney who tries to convince Mayday to go dress shopping with her, but Mayday has to decline because she has a meeting with a friend. Dark Devil. Mayday then lets Dark Devil kind of know what's going on with her dad and tries to get some more info about Kane. This is where she then learns the connection with Ben, Riley, and Kane because, of course, Riley's going to be one of those that knows. After a brief scene with Kane flashback, in flashback of Kane fighting with the Squires, we get the rest of the story of Kane re- reuniting Mayday and and MJ, with MJ realizing that Kane's next target is Norman Osborn.
1: Wow. Well. Yeah, back
0: to well, she, is a yeah, flashback. yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's
0: still in flashback. Yeah. Sorry, Kane, I was like, wait. Yeah, not Normie. Kane's okay. next target is Norman Osborne, aka hmm. Senior, not Junior. Yeah, uh, Allison was willing to let the past go, but because of Normie taking the mantle, he must pay for her gra- his grandfather's sins. Meanwhile, back at the FF headquarters, we finally see and learn the true story via flashback of the final battle between the Green Goblin and Norman Osborn taking place somewhat during the events of Amazing Spider-Man number 441. And remember, at this time, Norman was still publicly beloved. And so Peter and Peter was still under suspicion of beating up Norman, as well as the Spider-Hunt stuff was going on at that time. So Peter just wants to bring Norman in. And pay for his crimes. It's here we learn that Norman was about to deliver a blow using a pumpkin bomb. Where Peter then shoots a web line and misses, accidentally attaching his own leg. After uh, after Peter reveals that Kane is after him, because my notes are wrong, the bomb explodes, killing Norman, blowing him up to smithereens. Peter was lucky that most of his body was shielded from the blast. However, it did not save Peter's leg. Of course, Johnny knew about this situation because Peter and Johnny are talking back and forth and Peter's recounting all these events because Peter does feel guilty about how he owes Kane for bringing back his daughter, but he's very conflicted. We then get our final scene of the issue where K- Courtney is so excited for her dress and as she's walking out into the street to go to the subway, she then gets hit by a car. And that ends her issue. I also forgot to mention there is one brief scene of the faces getting stuck in traffic trying to get back to New York City.
1: Which is so we things. know which so we know which car hit Courtney.
0: Oh, is it the same car? I did not notice that. Is that really?
1: I did How did you not notice that? Did that just die or did I die? Uh oh. Um, okay, interesting. All right. Yay. Okay. Hey. My oh my goodness. I am so sorry guys. Is Hi anybody everybody. still there? Sorry, I feel I so to, uh... <laughs> Cause I, I thought it there. was me. Completely
0: died. So.
1: I thought it was me. So I'm so sorry. Cause otherwise if I had even seen anybody say anything. Um, so yikes. Um, all right, so yeah. <laughs> so oh no. Where'd you go, Zach? Okay. Now it's black.
0: Okay. Can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you, but, but I can't see you.
0: Okay, hang on. All right, there we go. All right. Okay. So so sorry, guys. Um hi my internet just decided to completely die. So, and it, I mean, I out.
1: told you. Well, no, no. So, when you froze, I then thought because, you know, I, I think I have PTSD from the other internet. Well, all right, cool. Bye, Zach. Uh, but yeah, I thought I had PTSD uh, from my other internet. So, I thought it was me. So, sorry, guys. Otherwise, I wouldn't have dropped out but i wasn't seeing comments and i was like wait what just happened hold on <laughs> and i was like okay it must be me so i rebooted like refreshed yeah and then i got stuck in the green screen so
0: <laughs> so, so later on this year just to give everybody kind of a heads up there's the there's going to be this new feature with teams and we i can add admins and co-hosts so whenever i'm doing stuff with kelly kelly's going to be an admin So if we have somebody that drops off like me, hopefully that won't have this situation. Because now my internet completely will not come back on. So I've got my phone. So uh, while Kelly... See, and I told you
1: you were having internet issues. And I was like, it can't be me.
0: It was was not Kelly this time. Normally it's Kelly. Oh, no. Uh, Look, look, my,
1: my mother's internet might be really super grandfathered in and very, very old and they're trying their darndest to kick her off of it, but it is solid at least.
0: Yes. So. Okay. Well, uh, but Kelly, I just finished the, like, I just, we couldn't have timed it any better. I just finished the recap. So, um. You did.
1: Well, well, ish. We never got your answer on you looking back and noticing that the car that hit Courtney was the faces.
0: I, I honestly did it was not. It's a very not.
1: similar car. It's a very Pretty similar car. Pretty sure it's car. the same car. Pretty sure it's the same car.
0: Uh, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. That's the me. whole point. So. All
1: right. They they hit her. Like, hold on, wait. Actually, yeah. Now I've got to look uh, because I'm like fairly certain. Anybody who is still with us, um, why don't you write in the comments on what you like, who you thought hit Courtney? Because they were driving pretty fast and pretty recklessly to hit a teen girl with a dress, uh, like a dress. Yeah. Uh, thing I forgot what they're called the the protective sleeves. Oh oh uh garment bag there you go garment bag I don't know why I was like dress bag thing (laughs) I don't know but hold on because like I swear I have always believed like I've I that's how I've just always assumed it and I didn't even notice it today rereading it that it might be different. So well, while you do that, let's go ahead and start on 50, if you have your breakdown. Yes. I,
0: I still have my confirm
1: breakdown.
0: Confirm this. Well, yeah. Sorry, guys. This was crazy. Um, Man. Anything that... Murphy's Law today, anything that could go wrong, can go wrong. All right, It's been so, my
1: week, okay?
0: <laughs> all right, we're getting to issue 50. Big landmark issue number 50. Uh, this is... On sale, cover date October 2002 The on sale date was August 7th of 2002 Cover price was $3.50 So it is a double-sized issue The title is called Forgiveness Tom DeFalco, Penciler's Pat Olaf. The anchor this time is Sal Buscema Hello, our pal Sal Welcome back to the Yay. Spider Girl title As I plug in my phone because I'm in better definition, apparently, according to some
1: um, I mean, there you go. Uh,
0: so, uh, letter is bring uh, Rain- rainy Gentile colorist is Christy Steele reprinted in Spider Girl Digest Volume Nine Complete Collection Volume Three. This is the final issue of Volume Three. Mm-hmm. Issue begins with May prof- feeling profoundly guilty over uh, Courtney feeling like she she would have saved her if she hadn't been so caught up being Spider Girl and hunting down Kane. She laments about how Courtney was always there for her, and Mayday feels like she's failed. Uh, she also recounts how uh, Courtney and Mayday met over the years. So meanwhile, Allison feels that she cannot fail herself, and she's going to do whatever it takes to take Normie down. Over in Queens, Peter and MJ debate on Mayday being Spider-Girl. They're talking about the events of the issue, also mentioning that uh, she has a sonogram today. Yeah, And she's also kind of talking with Peter About becoming Spider-Man And Peter says that he feels like Becoming Spider-Man can ease the burden of Mayday And he feels like he owes the Fantastic Five And himself a chance to move forward With it So MJ has that sonogram today and Peter Peter tells her That he won't miss it Which if you know Peter Parker those are famous Last words dude we get, a, we get the beef of Brad and Moose squashed formally as Brad comes up to visit Courtney with Moose and May decides to kind of give the boys their space. Meanwhile, at uh, F5 headquarters, Big Brain is adjusting the leg and Johnny is asking if he can help Peter take on Kane. But Peter wants to go this alone and he tries to take... But he lets them know he's going to try to do this while taking everything easy because Big Brain wants to test out that leg. Back at the hospital. Jimmy and Heather Noble show up And Mayday learns that she really doesn't in lo- Indeed love Jimmy It's not an act uh, she, uh, Heather Tells her that uh, uh, That uh, You know th- That she really does care about Jimmy And that, that she's re- he's really torn up about everything So Kane is doing the opposite of his typ- typical M.O. He is in fact Watching In the Daylight Sorry for longtime fans of *Clone Slayer Chronicles*, you'll know that callback. <laughs> uh, he's stalking Normie, who is with Brenda, and in their final moments before they, uh, uh, she has turned herself in. Mayday has promised to be there. So, um, and and as we speak, Kelly is calling me out on Twitter. So thanks, Kelly.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> I, just, I I, just I, I gave you there. the answer. So. Uh, if it anybody needs car. to know, it's the same car on 49. The faces hit Courtney with their brown truck. SUV thing.
0: So, uh, Mayday has promised uh, Normie that he would be there for her, him and Brenda, and well, we finally get to the root of the matter with Peter. Because we cut to a different scene. Peter just misses being Spider-Man. He's been lying to himself. He's He, he keeps using you know his daughter as an excuse, and He's lied, you know, he told it, it was to protect May. He told the Fantastic Five because it was a sense of responsibility. He missed the other other joy and freedom. And uh, then we get Funny Face who shows up. woo So, needless to say, uh, Funny Face is like, I didn't recognize you from a few months ago, but it's not. It's the real deal. Peter and Angel Face and Funny Face begin to fight. And then Peter gets stuck to the wall, which... This is what's happened. So, the faces then subdue Peter, calling him a bit of a loser because he can't he can't get unstuck from the wall. Meanwhile, b- back at uh, Midtown Medical Center, uh, Mayday is kind of lost in thought. They're zoning out, and uh, so uh, we got uh, JJ with Richie and Davita coming together, uh, and so they <laughs> uh, JJ wants to talk. Doing this in front of Brad annoys Brad. We get a brief scene of the Goblin uh, out on patrol, where he encounters a bunch of people that have been cut up in a bunch of goop. So we get a uh, we get the scene with JJ and MJ and, and, and uh, Mayday. Uh-huh. So JJ starts with the apology. He admits he messed up. He shouldn't have been dating the other girls behind her back. And he's like trying to do. Look, I you're the girl for me. I know you're the girl for me. And so then he gets a inconvenient phone call. It's from the Goblin, so they start taking the. Uh, he takes the call. Now Mayday notices that this is the exact same type of phone that the Warriors got or given from uh, Uncle Phil. So,
1: where did I put it?
0: Because it looks so, an
1: awfully suspicious like this.
0: Like <laughs> this. <laughs> looks like a Motorola Razor. See, it is on topic. That Razor talk was on topic. I
1: brought it back.
0: Yeah, so um Mayday's like if Phil's the goblin JJ could either be Dark Devil or Buzz. She thinks her ad- imaginations in overdrive, but then she decides that she's going to spy and she overhears the conversation. So uh it's really true because yes, JJ is in fact a superhero and Mayday learns because she's got her costume in her in her backpack because JJ's like I got to get across town to get my costume. So we then get one of uh, one of my favorite uh, Pat Olive panels of her putting the costume on, and so she's kind of going off. She's like, "You blew." It. She's talking about how much she blew it. We then cut to the uh, police station in Midtown South. The assistant district attorney has, uh, is taking her into into custody. So then it turns out that there's going to be a media circus. There's a press conference. They're talking about how she's turning herself in. So Goblin is trying to uh, figure out where the buzz is and buzz is trying to find out what's going on. Of course, we then cut to the faces where mayday shows up and starts beating the living utter snot out of the faces. Mayday is absolutely not having them, uh, them attack. Uh, Like she, she, they attacked her dad. She is in it, in it to win it. She's fighting these two and she's not holding back. And so, uh, needless to say, angel face tries to, uh, tries to form an escape, but that's when Phil shows up, starts taking on Angel Face. Meanwhile, Mayday is taking on uh, a Funny Face, and she is taking him down, and they both end up becoming defeated. They get uh, webbed up. Of course, Mayday has been talking, speaking out loud about how she continues to doubt herself, that she thought she could trust them, but Peter tries to reassure her that... Um, that she wasn't in the wrong. Needless to say, that's when the buzz shows up and he's being a jerk. So... Um, well, I mean, okay,
1: is he really... like He's being his normal self, but is he really being true. a jerk or is May just kind of being slightly hypocritical?
0: May is a little, a little hypocritical here because she's like, uh, she's like, you won't believe some of the mistakes I almost made. And so um, she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know about this private joke later. So then... She gets a phone call from Normie. She, he's like, "Where were you? They made the whole media freaking circus. It was like they arrested the Kingpin or Doctor Doom." Mayday, of course, had forgotten about this, not realizing with everything going on that, uh, you know, uh, that he she forgot. So needless to say, Pierre and and uh, and Mayday separate. Meanwhile, the Goblin and the Buzz take care. Of, they they start decide to watch the faces until the police show up. So Mayday's trying to get across town. That's when she sees Kane. And Kane is, of course, stalking in the shadows. And uh, <laughs> uh, Mayday fights Kane. And Kane and Mayday go back and forth in their fight when other, when all of a sudden she starts hearing gunshots because Allison Monogran has her, sni- has her sniper, has her rifle, and she's, she's trying to take out Normie, but she's really not a good shot because she keeps missing. Uh, Mayday gets in between Normie and Allison. And, uh, because during the fight with Kane, Kane's explaining the situation. So, uh, Kane basically tells Mayday during the fight, Hey, this is the woman that brought you back. Like, this is the woman that kidnapped you. She, there's a connection to you. So then, um, Norma's like, do you know this woman? Cause he has no idea what's going on. And Allison's like, uh, she's. You know, she thinks that her quest is noble. And by that point, Kane comes down from the rooftop and says, look, if you murder him, there's no going back. And so he's not responsible, but uh, because she obviously doesn't know the situation. She doesn't know that there's a friendship between May and Normie. And just as about she's about to pull the trigger, Mayday decides to do something incredibly bold. And that's take off her mask showing that her true identity. It's at this point that Allison drops the gun and embraces Mayday, getting to hold the child that she grew to care for for the very first time since the scryers came and took her away. We cut back to Midtown Medical Center where Mayday is telling an unconscious.
1: All right, Zach, I think you're out. I can't hear you. You're, I, I can't hear you can't can't hear you can't hear okay I'm so sorry guys and now he's gone
0: <laughs> okay oh,
1: some- oh man oh. <laughs>
0: All right. What was the last thing you heard?
1: Um, that you, uh, Mon, Alison Mongrain.
0: Mongrain. uh, I keep saying it wrong. Okay.
1: Held, uh, held May for the first time in almost 15 years.
0: Yes. Okay. So after after 15 years, the two embrace. So we cut to the Midtown Medical Center where, (laughs) um, Mayday is kind of telling an unconscious Courtney what's going on. And, um, moose walks in, and uh, so moose blames him for the accident.
1: It, you've gone out again. I think this is so. You're got. You've gone out again. Ah, darn it! All right, guys. Um. I can technically do his breakdowns. Let's see.
0: Okay. Can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now. I was honestly just about ready to go. Like, let me just finish the breakdown real fast. <laughs>
0: my, right when, right when I'm doing this recap, my dad decides to call me. Don't call me right now, dad. I'm having to use my phone. Aww. Um. So anyway. Um, okay, Moose is blaming himself I'm trying to get okay. through this stinking recap Moose is blaming All himself right. uh, Thinking because he asked her to the dance That's why she got in the situation in the first place Which Mayday's like, that's preposterous And Mayday's like, I, I should have been with her I was supposed to go dress shopping with her Well, but so Which Moose is Mo-
1: like What? No
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, Of course, he doesn't know that she's Spider-Girl But yeah, so they kind of they kind of talk about how they're a pair, and that's when Courtney wakes up. So
1: Conveniently.
0: Conveniently. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: talk about it in my opinions. But...
0: So Brad uh, the Mayday runs outside in the hallway. Brad, of course, has been there this whole time waiting outside for any news. And so she's like, They woke up. She regained consciousness. The two then kiss right in front of JJ. Whop, 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 wop uh-huh. So we then cut to the sonogram, and we find out it's a boy. It's so Peter is. You, you get this really great, especially if you're reading this. I don't know if it's going to be this way. I, I need to double check if it's this way in the in the trade. But they have these two pages where you have Peter's face, and then you have Mayday's face. And they both have this kind of steely resolved. And Peter's like, you know, she's earned the right to be the only, only web slinger. And he's kind of finally kind of saying to himself, maybe I shouldn't become Peter Park or become Spider-Man. So uh, then we have Mayday, you know, lost in thought, lost in, in uh, everything. So, you disam- so then she decides to pull out her costume out of the backpack. And with tears in her eyes, she says something's got to give because... Maybe it's time you finally realize that you can't handle such an enormous responsibility. And she throws her costume in the trash. in a direct homage to the 50th issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Mayday has given up seeing Spider-Man. So as things start flying behind me. So if you guys heard that, I'm sorry. Uh, Yes. Okay. So Kelly, what are your thoughts as I fix the, the review button? So there yeah. you
1: go. All right. All um, So let's see. I like how I was listening to that and then totally went all the way back to 48. So yeah. So I'm really glad that the faces situation is now resolved, especially, you know, after they hit Courtney with their car. Um, and, you know, Peter was really supportive of, of her being so, you know, he was supportive of what she tried to do. And, you know, she, that was a large part of contention with may was she didn't want to admit this to him because she felt like such a failure. And, (laughs) and, you know, it, it's weird to see like where he sees like, okay, this is what's been bothering her this whole time. And. Wow. Uh, You know, and it's, He's very supportive, which is not something that May was expecting. But the thing is, is in the in reality, as someone on the outside looking in, she was never at fault. She gave them a cha- a second chance, and they blew it. You know, and that's that's not on her. She just gave them the compassionate option, um, but she's still super, super critical because of all the damage that basically was allowed because she decided to give them their, you know, give them a chance. Um, her mad, her being mad at JJ for being the buzz and not telling her is really hilarious and hypocritical. Uh, Cause she, it's not like he knows that she's Spider girl. Um, and then the main part that I want to talk about was I totally forgot that she talked to Courtney like about all of this while Courtney was in a coma and and um, you know uh, seeing it's just kind of like is that maybe where Courtney kind of found out about May's secret because we do know towards the end uh, that it's kind of pretty clear that Courtney might have an inclination of what's going on and you know it's It's just, it's very, it's very weird. Because again, it's like Moose straight up walked in. And I know she's speaking softly, but that also gives inclination. Moose isn't, you know, we've kind of learned like Moose can, he has a little bit of a detective brain at times. Um, So did he also overhear? And anyway, they, them being so happy made my mood better. And of course, yay, Courtney pulled through and, um, I wrote kissing Brad. It was a harmless mistake. Um, but poor, <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, yeah, I just, and then I wrote, don't put your suit in the trash. That's gross.
0: <laughs> right. Those, those
1: are my, those are my real opinions on this issue. I don't know. I like, like this issue is such a major point in the series that I don't have, like, too many opinions just because it's, like, and this is what this is. And isn't this cool? This is so great. Um, but obviously, like, I think that's maybe less. Essentially, that splash page has lessened for me over the right. years. Because it doesn't hold the weight that it's supposed to. Because we know we're going to get more issues. And, like, you know, it doesn't really take May... Uh... <laughs> really more than, like, one issue. Because by the next the next actual issue, which we will talk about before I go into my 51 breakdown, but um, the next actual issue is 52 for this. And, you know, by the end of it, she's back to swinging, swinging webs. So it's not... I don't know. Like, it just doesn't really hold, I guess, as much uh, weight as it should. But it is a very... Um, striking image and if that had been the last uh issue i i don't know if that would have liked it
0: yeah it it, it felt like it, it definitely ends on a very downer note and yeah. um it's one of those things where i i just feel like that they did i mean they did a good job with it obviously it was clearly intended to be a like anything and because we learned that anytime you see a splash page, you kind of have to beware: is this a last issue? Well, you know, uh, I also think that they wanted to do something kind of special and kind of homage that 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 fiftieth issue. It's a really great one. I, I do respect the fact that we finally get that conversation in conflict with Kane mm-hmm. and him, and and May. That you know, he's like, look, I don't, I might have been kind of creepy in the beginning, but I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> So
1: as he but, totally pulled the full creep factor the first time meeting her though.
0: That's true. That's true. I, I can't, I can't discount, just disc, discount that at all. Um, yeah. but definitely, uh, one of those situations where, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess that gets to so, the next, the next issue. It, I mean, I don't have, it I don't does, have, ter-
1: cause I was, I was going to put in the next segue, you know, who's a bigger creep. This nameless guy. <laughs> this kid with right. no name.
0: All right. <laughs> Kelly's Kelly's gonna Kelly's gonna um do the recap. I'm on my AirPod, so I can kinda move around a little bit. So
1: Yay. All right. So um I do I will need you on a little bit of a history uh situation before we start. So Spider Girl fifty one, the info is the cover date is November two thousand two and it was on the Shelf, September 5th, 2002. The title is Dearest May, and the writers were Sean McKeever, artist Casey Jones, Letter Randy Gentile, and colorist Eric Coe, but I actually think that that's not Eric Coe. I'm pretty sure that's Udon um, Studios as well, and I'm wondering yeah. if Eric, Eric was Udon Studios and then maybe changed his name later on. Um, yeah. But I, I, like I said, I noticed that from where we get our info. And again, kids, fact check your sources.
0: Yes, it is Udon's. Love- it, 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 in in the issue because I got the issue in front of me. Um,
1: it's Udon it Studios. It is. Yeah. It's Udon Studios. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I could tell by the I could tell by the coloring, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is reprinted in Spider Girl Digest Volume Seven, not Volume Nine. And thankfully, this has not been printed in the complete collection, and I'm sure it will be in Volume 4 if we get a Volume 4, though I'm slightly hoping that this becomes the lost issue. Um, and <laughs> I will, I will uh, this is the only Spider-Girl issue, and, and the only Spider-Girl appearance, I think, ultimately, until um, Spider-Verse, where Mayday was written by somebody else other than Tom... And the crew. So it's interesting. Yes. Yes. Um, do we have a full, don't you have a full story on that? Like, isn't this the, is this the April Fool's day situation or was that after marked for death?
0: No, that was, that was, um, I, I think it was between season of, I think that was after 60. So the okay. April Fool, the April full story is that, that because if you were, like I said earlier, Sixty-one almost got to print, and they they needed a new script, and so the new sixty-one is actually the first issue of Mark for Death.
1: Got you. Okay. All right. Got you. So, do we know why this got printed?
0: I okay. So my
1: why this story even got approved?
0: Okay. Here's here's my here is what. I rem- and I can't. And this is me recalling this from memory on the Spider Girl message boards, RIP. Um, so Marvel had done a few inventory stories because they were starting to get a lot of flack for delays in books, and so they wanted a few inventory stories in the drawer. One, I, I honestly feel like that this is one of those issues that Sean they they called up, tasked on Sean McKeever. Yeah. To write, uh, hey, can you write me a Spider Girl story just in case Tom and or Tom slips or something like that, or we have something happen? I also think this was also potentially a backdoor to see if it would, if the fan base would respond to having a new writer because Sean McKeever at the time was pretty well acclaimed for his. Uh, young adult type comics stuff yeah. like spider girl loves mary jane was coming out this around this time so I, I think that there was a few things going on i would have to ask tom specifically and i hope that we can do that in a future interview because i'm very interested Same. in this
1: yes so it's just i i guess i should go ahead and start the breakdown um of this so you guys understand so it This is kind of known amongst the fandom as the issue and uh, it is very ugh. Uh, So this isn't in May's perspective or in her head like normal issues. This, uh, we aren't seeing this uh, from her perspective. It's a letter from just some guy. We never learn his name. And he starts comparing May to a cloud, which, okay, uh, cool. Uh, Luckily, this kid scraps that letter, thankfully, uh, as it's too sappy before writing a new one. He's been trying to write this letter for a while, but it's been hard to find the right words to say. He's also just on a school bus, which isn't the best place to write unless you have headphones on, like some of the girls do in some of the panels. And, of course, the Lizzie McGuire soundtrack on your Walkman, because this is 2002. I know these things. Trust me. Uh, Anyway, this kid is apparently running out of time, but we don't know what time uh, he's speaking of. And he says he has no social life and procrastinates. And this is stuff that he is writing to May. This is in his letter. Sounds like a real winner. Uh, He is writing uh, this to say that he is totally in love with Mayday Parker. As um, as his kid is writing, I guess May is getting up for school. Uh, Mary Jane, who is not pregnant because this is apparently set earlier than when it was published, um, is telling her that the Parker bus will be leaving in 15 minutes, a.k.a. I guess a car I thought may walk to school. But all right. uh, As we read uh, what this unnamed kid is writing, we get a very weird shower scene of a 15-year-old girl. So there's that. As the kid is writing, uh, bullies shove his hand with his pencil in it into his face, hard enough to break the pencil. That's
0: listen. I saw
1: that on like really bad.
0: I saw Um, that on Dark Knight. It didn't end well for that guy.
1: No, no, it didn't. Um, But luckily, he's okay. Uh, They call him a freshman, so we learned that he is a freshman, and I assume basically like in more Felicity's classes, or maybe not. I'm not sure uh, what this universe is for this this kid Uh, so anyway a girl helps helps the unnamed kid up and says at least you won't have to deal with him again this is apparently his friend who knows about this love letter he's writing her name is kari and kari teases her friend about his crush uh low-key i love kari and i'm really sad that we don't get to see her again can she be felicity's friend just because i'm pretty sure they're in the same grade And I actually like I just like the fact that she's teasing him because this is it's realistic. And also this kid needs to be teased. This is total, totally crazy. So anyway, as the kid writes up this letter, uh, he tells May that he's not going to say who he is, which raises a huge creepy factor for me. If I was just given a random love letter from someone I don't know, it feels a little stalkery. Even though he is a freshman, he's in her study hall And all he does is stare at the back of her head for 40 minutes. And apparently that warrants this kind of letter to her. Yikes. Uh, So then he starts writing this whole, like, by the time you get this, I'll be gone thing. And like, sure. Like, I guess we've established it means he's moving, but because he doesn't write this in the letter, like, what if you were to get this? Like, how would you not be worried that this kid is going to hurt himself? Because it sounds like someone who read Romeo and Juliet and thought it was the perfect love story over what it actually is, which is a tragedy. Um him talking about destiny and this train that's streaking towards his destruction. Like oh boy. Um he also then puts it in his in her locker and then basically stalks her to see if she reads it. This is so messed up, guys. Like I just I just have to throw that out there. Um, also, uh, we see before May can open up her locker, Davida shows up with some keys, and I guess she's 16 here and can drive a car. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, again, if that's canon necessarily in the actual scheme of things, but we'll go with it. Um Yeah, and I wrote, also, side note, in this scene where this weirdo is watching May play a game, someone is wearing a Roots hat, and that's like a Canadian sweatpants loungewear thing. Kind of like Juicy Couture, but more Canadian. And I'm just wondering who's from Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's that. That seemed to be more interesting than this story. Anyway, uh, also, we get this mall scene uh, of his creepy ladder. And again, it sounds really... His, and this is while his letter is talking about destiny and the unknown. Um, and so I don't know if this is supposed to be before the game or after the game. Uh, because if it's after how, how it's set in the story from the central game he's talking about, then this is definitely not the last time the boy stalks May. Uh, so he's lying in the letter. Um, I don't understand where this... I assume it's a flashback, but we don't really get an understanding of that um so anyway uh davida may and this random girl that i suppose is either courtney or another girl from the basketball team um and i was just like is this before because if this is before the game then i'd understand if it's like unknown teammate bombo number five but (laughs) if this is supposed to be courtney this doesn't look like courtney and I'm oh. very, very lost. I literally wrote like, "Where is her bangs?" Because where is, where is her short stature? She is a small bean, and small. I wrote is S M O L. She's small. a small bean. Um. So you know, this is just very confusing. And anyway, they walk past a uh, jewelry store when it, and I guess then he starts following them because he's a stalker, and the jewelry store blows up, and basically uh, this kid gets up, shakes it off and runs towards Davida and whoever this girl might be, uh, this non Courtney girl uh, and doesn't even help them up, but just demands to know where Mayday Parker is. And like, if May doesn't know who this kid is, neither does Davida. So this is kind of weird and strange, but during all the chaos, Davita's just like, I got no clue. I don't know where she went. Um, And as that happens, we see another explosion go down, and it's Electro's daughter and Spider-Girl are fighting. Uh, Then Debris knocks him over the railing, and I wrote, good. No, wait, that's mean. But then his letter shows that he wrote, destiny seems to have decided I'm doomed to never be with you. Doomed. So, no, actually, it's good that he went over. Uh, That that was deserved after that kind of line. (laughs) Anyway... And sadly, Spider-Girl saved him. He seems to realize something while he looks into (laughs) Spider-Girl's lenses and sees his own reflection. And then he just bolts it. Okay. Uh, And maybe this, and then, like I said, I wrote, maybe this is like a flashback to show his motivation for writing this goodbye letter. I don't really know anything about this other than this kid needs therapy severely. Um, So we see that May eventually gets the letter after school and after seeing this kid, random kid wave at her, she tells Davida she has no clue who that guy is, but wave back awkwardly anyway because she's very kind. And I mean, it's a friendly gesture. I do it too. Uh, And anyway, he ends the letter telling her thank you for her and being alive, I guess. And uh, then we see May start to read the letter. And that is it for that issue. And I will let you give your opinions, Zach.
0: I want to cuss right now <laughs> because this letter is so bleeping. Oh.
1: It's very okay. cringy. I, it I, is... don't, I, I don't go as like far as I did in my breakdown about it as I do in the review because I was like, well, I get where the writer is coming from. I understand the the comics, the young adult comics that were being written at that time with that romance genre, but this is also during the same time as they thought a miniseries like Trouble was a good idea.
0: Yeah that was that was that was the that was the Jameis brainchild. So I, I'm just going to tell you this this issue in particular is just the worst. and it's it's, it's really bad it's okay look sean mckeever i i've read a lot of his i've read most of his work with uh mary jane loves spider-man or spider-man loves mary jane uh he did a great job on certain things
1: i never liked that series because i didn't think to me it it reads very much like this uh and Um, it's just it's it's something that almost feels slightly out of character it,
0: it, yeah it's it's one of those things where i guess i accept the premise that it's a definitely an alternate universe um so i enjoy it it's it's there's there's it's like trying to be cute and in this case especially
1: it, hasn't,
0: it just hasn't it, aged well it does not age well <laughs> at all and at, looking at this through like adult eyes i didn't like this issue to begin with like when i was younger but looking at it through adult eyes is just not Not that good. So I, I, I am just gonna say it's not good. I don't. At least you tried. It's like that. It's like the meme. At least you tried. And so,
1: yeah. Kelly, I,
0: I, I'm teeing off and letting you take over.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I wrote. This is just very. It's a very painful issue to read. Um. The more, the older I get, the more painful it is. And I get writing stuff. So I. I get the idea behind the principle of like writing a letter out to somebody. I do it all the time. Um, Like if I'm mad or just like, you know, I feel like I need to write something out. I do it all the time. I also just rarely send them like what I write. Uh, I write it to get it out and to get my thoughts straight. And then I, I let it sit and I reread it. And I choose if I should, you know, rewrite it and send something like that to them and talk it out or if I should just let it go. Sometimes people don't need to be burdened with every thought that goes through your head. And that's kind of the way this feels here. Like May doesn't even know who this guy is. We don't even know who this guy is as a reader. This kid doesn't leave his name. She's not mm-hmm. going to have the context the we, the audience have. And so just by going off the words of the letter alone, it's creepy. It's stalkery. It's weird. It's not as sweet as I'm sure it was meant to be. Um, this is just, it's slightly horrifying and very, very cringy. And I get the kid is, like, 13 or 14, so I understand the thinking behind this, you know, and needing to write your feelings out and needing to 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 let your infatuation and your crush uh, know that you exist in some way. But this just felt so unneeded. And, and then, then I wrote, like, it's a no from me, dog. And, yes, I've clearly made two early 2000s jokes i blame it on this haircut because it's very similar to one i actually had in 2002 thanks to spider girl and uh yeah i i can't i can't really cope with this issue
0: (laughs) hello ron friends by the way in the comments saying anything that makes us collectively appreciate the legendary tom defalco even more has its its existence maybe not look it (laughs) is it a is it is it the worst story ever comic book guy style? No no it's it's just it's woefully out of place. <laughs> and yes, like like Kelly has said, we've we've kind of talked about how we wish it was a lost issue um, but like, it's but
1: slightly it's just because it really doesn't make sense here and since in the complete collection they did not include it in volume 2. you know we could just skip it.
0: I I do hope that they'll put like a editor's note. This takes place during this period of time in the next collection. But uh, speaking of Ron, friends, I guess we can jump to fifty two if you're ready. Jump
1: to fifty two. Yeah. All right.
0: He's in the house, so we're (laughs) going to talk about his artwork. Woohoo!
1: All right. So cover date is December two thousand two. On sale date is October second two thousand two, and. The title of this issue is Seize the Day. Um, So Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends, Al Williamson, and everybody else. (laughs) And it is reprinted in Spider Girl Digest Volume 10. And it should be, if we can get a complete collection, I would say it would be in Volume 4. So Felicity, who also has an Unclean Thoughts poster on her wall, is daydreaming about being the Scarlet Spider and being... A crazy super kick butt superhero. Poor Felicity. Her room seems dark and depressing, and she's curled up and she just looks really small and defeated. We cut to May heading for school wearing her dad's jeans. She asks her mom about Allison, and Mary Jane drops her orange juice. May tries to clean it up, and her mom flips out, telling her to leave it. She says that they can talk about it later. May gets to school and JJ wants to talk, but May doesn't really want to and wants to try to avoid him and says that they can talk next week. Brad thinks that this is because, uh, you know, that May brushing off JJ is for him, but May tells Brad to cool it and that she has personal plans. She, she kind of thinks to herself dealing with boys is almost harder than dealing with villains sometimes. And we cut to Peter telling Phil that he plans to go back into retirement after his incident with the faces, but he hasn't told May this just yet. And since may hasn't really told anyone that she threw her costume away, we're starting to see some assumed miscommunication. Um, so we cut back to may seeing, Oh wait there. Yeah. We cut back to may seeing JJ get woken up by slattery And thinks about uh, what she's going to do with Brad Miller since he's now acting like they are dating after the kiss. But these boys kind of seem to treat relationships like trophies and she doesn't really know if she's into that. It's not cool. Flash asks May if she's seen Felicity and May says she has not. Felicity seems to be in the park daydreaming again of beating Kane up for making her feel humiliated and helpless in issue 48. Felicity daydreams that she defeated all of Spider-Girl's enemies and the daydream Avengers wonder what happened to Spider-Girl as she just disappeared. Meanwhile, May gets out of school, no sign of Felicity and figures she'll find her later. She goes to visit Courtney and people watches as she visits, um, this undisclosed house wondering if spider girl will even be missed may rings the doorbell and kane opens opens the door at uh we cut to the website where phil is telling normie about peter hanging up his webs phil wants normie to start whipping up some new tech to fill the void but peter's only been like spider-man twice and has not been the most helpful here so all right uh then phil asks if may has been around normie says he might know where to find her and Phil gets a phone call for the Green Goblin. It's Dark Devil. He needs to meet with Spider-Girl urgently, and he needs Phil to arrange the meeting pronto. Normie calls May, who has been listening to Allison talk about her time with May as a baby and how she kidnapped her under the instruction of Norman Osborn. May listens and hears the remorse and wonders if Kane helped save Normie the other day because of the same need for atonement on past deeds so normie calls to tell about dark devil and phil and normie have a talk about brenda being in rikers we then see brenda being walked by guards to a mysterious man who advises that if she is truly sorry for her misdeeds he can help her make things right we will touch on that a little bit later Mm -hmm. uh May and Kane have a small discussion as she leaves about redemption and second chances. In Felicity's dream world, the Avengers turn on her because they won't stop talking about Spider Girl. Felicity advises that Spider Girl treated her like a cheap accessory and didn't care if she was killed by Kane or Apox. To the dream Scarlet Spider, Spider Girl just didn't have what it took and was so afraid of the awesome responsibilities and constant danger that she had to run away. Uh, Dream Spider-Girl shows up and advises she's sorry for treating Felicity poorly and that she should have been more supportive and kind. She couldn't measure up, so she retreated to her own fantasies, quite like what Felicity is doing here, skipping school uh, to depression daydream in the park all day. May thinks about how Kane might be right on the fact that she's the queen of second chances to everyone but herself. But as she continues to beat herself up about what happened with the faces and Courtney and everything else, she notices and I wrote in quotations, uh, baby because she calls him a baby, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> a dark devil playing gargoyle and originally plans to let him just wait. But then comes a Brad Miller and Brad wants to get coffee, but may set some straight. It was just a kiss. And she's not really sure how she feels. Um, she figures after talking to Brad, it should be pretty easy to talk to Dark Devil. So she climbs up to the rooftop. She comes in hot, asking Dark Devil to stop stalking her. And Dark Devil plays innocent, yet antagonizing, as he just is that way. Uh, it's a certain kind of disposition. <laughs> and a, it, he says an informant found a perfectly good Spider Girl costume and he figured she could use a spare. May is about to explain she doesn't need her suit back when Dark Devil advises May. That she's really grown as a superhero and she's been she's doing a great job. He's only been hard on her because he wanted her to succeed. He knows she always tries her best, and that's all anyone can ever ask for. May balls up the suit and stuffs it in her backpack. Everyone deserves a second chance. And that is the end of fifty-two. So Zach, what do you think?
0: Uh, love this issue. This is um, I love the first three we covered in the. Mm-hmm other stream, Uh, but I really love this issue. This one may sort of eclipse those. I love those for entirely different reasons, but this may be my favorite single issue of, of the ones we covered today. Uh, What a breath of fresh air to jump from the weirdness of 51, (laughs) to 52. Uh, This definitely feels like what should have been 51, but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason they stuck, you know, suck around. Uh Ron, you can maybe answer this question. I, I kinda speculated earlier if you're still in the comments, if the reason that fifty one was published was because it was just an inventory story that they were trying to get out, and with the near cancellation with Spider Girl at fifty, um they, you know, wanted to give some lead give you guys extra lead time to produce this issue. I don't know. Uh, that's just me speculating, and I know there was some speculation on the on the uh, Spider Girl message board back in the day. But uh, what a, I, I really actually enjoy this redesign of the scarlet Spider suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, th- I think it's a really unique design. Um, it's funny because it looks kind of very similar to what Kane would use as the Scarecrow Spider later on. Uh, there the black and white motif. <laughs> um, the, the specific eyes I, I, you know, if Felicity had, you know, become Scarlet spider and not taken back up Ben's old costume um, or the variation of it, um, I would have enjoyed seeing her here. I enjoy the, getting the, the, I love one of the elements I really love is I just love the, the superhero figures that are in the background where you have Mayday you know, laying down. I remember seeing that on the same spider girl, uh that was like a, the banner on SaveSpiderGirl.com was the, with the the scene where she's you know kind of laying down and looking down on 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 may uh yeah. that's a great image it's uh, interesting
1: lo- it's, it's not i mean they're just kind of there they're, they're flo- it's not it's less floating heads of guilt and more just floating
0: bodies of guilt
1: bodies yeah well i don't know if it's guilt
0: yeah i don't know cuz <laughs> cuz she's not I don't think she, she's not really feeling guilty here. I I think, you know, it's, it's really, there's no protagonist here. That's the great thing about this issue.
1: This issue is about redemption.
0: Exactly. And, and you, and you, I just loved the, the, I love the fact that we got the scene with Allison and, and, and May and May learning more about her past and, and Kane trying to do the right thing. And I, I just love the interactions between all the various characters. I love the, like the pondering of, of mayday. Whenever we get introduced to the new mystery man, he's somebody that's very important later. So it's really cool to see his first appearance here. Uh, I just like the way that they utilized the flashbacks of the dream sequences to really great effect. Uh, dark devil looks fantastic in this issue. Al Williamson's inks are phenomenal. Um, with uh, Ron's pencils. This is the only time we see Ron. Uh, draw on this so far. In this particular episode. I know I think he'll jump on. And just a few issues full time. But uh, like I say. Always good to have Ron on the book. But I just. they It really works. And it's an issue that I feel like. It's kind of like what they try to do. Last issue.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll
0: get this a little bit more. When we get to issue 53. But you know, these one and done issues were such a rarity at this time, because at this point they were full on right for the trade, right for the trade, right for the trade. And we'll talk about that, especially when we get to season of the serpent. Uh Um, But this just, it just is a really, really incredibly solid issue. And one that I profoundly ask that everybody read it in on, on unlimited or go pick the individual issues up. It's possible though. I doubt it only because Pat Holoff is a machine with deadlines. So okay so that answers my question thank you ron so
1: i i to me i just don't know i again i do not know why 51 happened maybe no one knows maybe that's the whole point there was no reason it just happened
0: yeah i, I don't know because I, I know with 50 being double-sized there was mm-hmm. more pages, but even des- despite that, there was there was not a trailing off of, of the artwork. And like Ron says, he's a you know Pat's a usually a machine with deadlines. I, and there's very, yeah. I mean, you look back at his at his runs. There's very few times where there's you know interruptions, and usually Ron's filling in on those if there is any. But um, it's it's just it's fascinating because it's just it is so completely out of place when you're sitting there reading these in sequential order because you're going what. Uh, you know, it does read better in the trade or in the digest.
1: Yeah, well, because uh, it's, it's sat, it, it kind of sits where I guess it's supposed to, but, like, mm. it's just very, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a different take on Spider-Girl. It's yeah. just a little, I think it's ultimate I think the thing that's the most jarring is how it's not um, 51 is just, It's it's not in her perspective. No. But, we want to talk about better things and this is 52. So I agree with all of your points. And I literally think like my notes have all caps. Ah, and then of course, besides being Mayday's most cause cosplayed casual outfit, there are three, um, not including me. So there are three other, uh, spider girl cosplayers around the world. One of them I know I think is from Italy and she screen printed her shirt herself.
0: Oh, nice!
1: And so there is uh, this. This is the most cosplayed casual outfit, and it, it's a very iconic outfit for for Mayday. And I, I just love what this issue stands for in the medicines as well as in the universe storyline. It really does feel like a ch- second chapter starting here, and it's you know, I like I like stories about redemption and earning your second chance. And of course, as I stated, what a way to end just before our break with a story (laughs) about redemption. Yes. Keep this uplifted and hopefully we can come back better than ever. So
0: yeah. Redemption is definitely, yeah, exactly. We're going to come back in a few weeks, but, uh, does make a good point in our comments. He says 51 and 52 sport, the first red and white rectangle Marvel logo on the covers. So we've talked about the trade dress, um, you know, changing throughout the series. You know, uh, forty-eight had it's um, right here. Had the, the the M with the spider in the logo. Or oh, that's forty-nine. Uh, forty-eight and forty-nine have both have this, and so this was Marvel was still tweaking with the trade dress, and this is actually the trade dress that would uh, go throughout the entire rest of the series. So, no more mentioning of the trade dress anymore. <laughs> it's the uh, there's no changes that happen as far as I know if there is like on a cover then we'll, we'll point it out but uh, yeah definitely so um, yeah I, I really enjoy this um, it's a great great issue and like you say it's just it's just fabulous and a, and a, and a great story great one and yep. done so
1: um, well, I mean, it's more it ties up some loose ends that we didn't really get completed because <sighs> mm-hmm. it It's a good emotional uh, tying up for the next uh, story. Next major story.
0: Exactly. So uh, while we're on our break, you can always go check out our Discord or you can go to r slash spider girl.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because like I say, I know Kelly gets on there and I try to get on there as much as as on occasion too. Uh, I know I definitely on the Discord. But uh, so yeah, I mean, what a great, what a great uh, issue to kind of
1: just for, for our, for our break. And then we will come back uh, very shortly, but before we discuss that, we yes, do there. have an email.
0: So speaking of, yes, you did. And I, I get it. Uh, do you want me to read it? Yes. Okay. All right. So if you guys want to send us an email, you can always send an email to make my at gmail.com or spider dude, radio network at gmail.com. Those are our two, both of our email addresses. Uh, the Make My Maydays for the show, but the Spidey Radio Network's for all of our shows. So if you have, you know, reach out to listen to our other shows, you certainly can. Well,
1: that, that's also my backup net, Netflix account. So there you go. <laughs> <Make my mayday. laughs> uh,
0: yes. So, OK, so we got a an email from Vinkman Thank you. Says, uh, hello Kelly and Zach. Congrats on being covering the first 50 fabulous issues of Spider Girl from the MC2 backstory of Peter and Norman's final battle, the Spider Girl's brutal confrontation with the faces to Mayday's unmasking in front of Alison Mongrand. Mon- I got it. I got Mongrain? it right
1: that time. Mon- ah, Mongrand Ah.
0: Yeah, that sounds like uh, Mongran. Okay,
1: it's it's closer than what you've been saying. It's fine.
0: It, uh, listen, I'm a ev- I'm gonna eventually <laughs> get it right. As the clone saga guy, it's kind of embarrassing that I'm butchering that name. Anyway, issues like these come are some of the main reasons behind his personal headcanon that Earth eight ninety two is better off is a better continuation of ASM Volume One, which is than what we actually got from nineteen ninety nine to the present. Which, you know, with with this being developed, it's kind of funny to how it comes back and ties back to that that particular era of when it started. I'm proud of you both for consistently putting out the single best Spider Girl podcast on the internet. oh, it's always informative, enjoyable, and a ton of fun. Plus, I always love it whenever Kelly goes off on Mayday's Friends. It's never not, capital word, not entertaining. I know this show is still in its infancy, but I see big things in, our, in, the, in the future of the show. They, he believes in us, and he really means that. You've covered a lot of ground in a very short amount of time, he says, but it's just no small feat. You'll be up to amazing and spectacular before you know it, which makes me a little sad to think that Spider-Girl, the end, and Spider-Verse are a lot closer than he thinks.
1: Spider-Verse is still slightly better than Web Warriors, guys. Come on.
0: Hot take. So he's going to be savoring each and every new episode as they come out. That's it for now. So until Marvel puts Kelly in charge of running the spider titles, take my (laughs) maintenance. Sincerely, Vinkman.
1: Thank you, (laughs) Vinkman.
0: Thank you, Vinkman great letter if you want to leave us a letter of course like i said make my mayday at gmail.com Radio Network at gmail.com as well or if you want to leave a voicemail and vinkman left us a voicemail a few episodes ago it's 818-925-6631 we will play it live on the show
1: also Um, review all your podcatchers
0: yes leave us a review on google apple um there's some some stuff coming with apple podcasts but i don't want to reveal that yet uh, that I'm working on. They've re- updated things. Spotify as well, Spotify podcasts. So there's a lot of new stuff coming on in the podcasting world, and we're going to try to uh, maximize that as much as we can. Uh, so I'm excited to, to start working on that. But yeah, really, really... Um Leave us those reviews. Give us those five-star reviews, even if you just, you know, you don't have to leave a, a written review, but the more we get five-star reviews, it better hurt, helps our algorithm so we can reach more and more people. So, of course, you can always search for Make Mind Mayday on your favorite podcasting app. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. And then, of course, if you want to see us live, you can always find us on YouTube. And like, always, share, and subscribe.
1: Yeah, well, it's not even just YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Yes. Um, so, you know, definitely catch us everywhere like like share subscribe help grow this uh wonderful podcast because i'm starting to get a slightly competitive with the other one now
0: oh yeah i have a
1: competitive spirit i can't help it Um,
0: speaking of the audio versions of the podcast for those that are waiting next week they're all uploaded except for this one which i'm going to try to get edited um hopefully today before i go to bed tonight because I don't know what I'm going to be able to do in the next week or so. Okay, uh,
1: It's okay, but it'll
0: be, all, it'll
1: be all good. So all but.
0: all the episodes are uploaded. I'll be sending links to our Patreons, our patrons uh, first, and then, of course, as we're starting to release them, they'll uh, you'll start seeing them out in the ether. So that'll start be starting next week. I've got them all lined up and ready to go. So, um, all right. So, so our yeah. next <laughs> our next what's our next episode, Kelly? There
1: we go. Yeah. So. Obviously, we are taking a break, but there is a mini-sode for June 17th, which is the Spidey Dude website anniversary. And I'm sorry, guys. So, as this is going to be a part of a huge multi-show event for Spidey Dude, everyone should get some airtime. So, we're just going to go over the illustrious, the never forgotten, and held near and dear to our hearts by the fandom, Megan Brady, who, if anyone doesn't know is one of the few characters of the MC2 that has movie rights. It was in a wiki link uh leak yes! uh, that he is a part of Sony's uh S- Spider-Man cinematic universe.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man universe of characters.
1: and Brady's a-, a part of it and it's kind of crazy to think about. Um but It's not necessarily an upbeat issue to really go over, but I do think that Miss Brady deserves her own spotlight, and we're definitely going to go over 53 for uh, the mini-sode on June 17th. But after that, on either July 8th or 9th, um, we're kind of deciding what days now. No, you're fine. We're just trying to figure out what days we're going to record Going forward. Um, but either Thursday, July 8th or Friday, July 9th, we should be back up and running for, I guess, what is season two? Um to start the season of the serpent, a real Christmas in July for you guys. Um yeah. we're definitely gonna start on it. And it has it all beating up Santa's, snake people named Seth, action, adventure, awkward, one sided, romantic endeavors. And the secondhand embarrassment that comes with it—you really don't want to miss that at all. So definitely come yeah, back. Definitely. And um, while you are waiting for us to come back, though, definitely re-listen, give us a review, um, share this if you really like it, and let's see how we can grow the audience a little bit. Yeah, right? I want to see everybody. I want to see all the fandom come back for a season uh, of the surf.
0: Absolutely, we want We want. We want to hear from you. So we want to hear from you not only through those those reviews or those emails or the voicemails. But we want to hear from you live. So if you want to join us live, I promise you that it, in July, we will have the spidey-dude.com slash events page updated, ready to go. We will tell you when we're going to record next. But, of course, if you if you follow us on YouTube, I'll have all those links ready to go. And when, we, when we're actually scheduled to go live, sorry for the scheduling issues. Sorry for the technical problems of this episode. But we hope... You enjoyed
1: hey, it? it? It's okay. It that's it happens. I mean, last episode I had problems because of <laughs> my side, you just seem to have all the bad luck today, and I'm very sorry.
0: Black cat crossed my path. That's what happened. So
1: well, you said you wanted to be felicity. So
0: <laughs> that, that's what doomed this episode. <laughs> all right. So of course we want to thank everybody for for watching us today, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can at Spidey Dude Network. Follow us on Twitter at Spidey Dude Radio and at, at Make My Mayday YouTube. Which eventually, when we get to the hundred subscriber mark, it'll be at Spidey Dude Network Instagram at Spidey Dude Network and at K McDaniel twenty eight TikTok. Also, if you want to follow Mayday, and eventually I'm going to get me, a, I'm going to make me a, a TikTok, and maybe no. I'll start doing stuff. It, 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 you no. know,
1: I'll,
0: I'll start promoting the site on TikTok. At
1: least. Okay, that's good.
0: Uh, we'll I be. Don't, at, I
1: don't know. If- the world needs to see you learn the TikTok dances.
0: Listen, I am so overly Caucasian. I am so painfully white. I can't dance. No, 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 it's bad. Uh, no one wants to see that. Um, so uh yeah, follow follow Kelly at on TikTok at Make Mine Mayday as well. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. If you're listening to the audio episodes, thank you all. So um, thank you all for watching and listening, and we will see you guys next time. Here in a few weeks, June 17th, the big multi-show event for Spidey Dash Dudes Radio Network.
1: See you guys later. Bye. Bye, guys.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Make Mind Mayday. If you are the audio listener, which is what you're getting this audio from, thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcatcher. Once again, I want to thank everybody that participated on our live streams. If you want to know more about that, go to spidey-dude.com slash events. And that will give you all the information on all our upcoming shows, all our upcoming episodes. And so we will do it that way. If you like this show, let us know, of course, by leaving that five star review. But you can always leave us an email at MakeMindMayday at gmail.com or at Spy Dude Radio network at gmail.com. CC so us. That way we both can get it. and we don't forget it and read it live on the next episode that you listen to. If you want to get these audio versions early, you can always get them early at Patreon.com/slash do network. We will be posting them on the Patreon page only for our patrons. So check that out. You'll be getting them 48 hours after the release of the latest episode. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you shall have them by Monday on a Friday. If we're recording on a Friday, you'll we'll have them by Monday. If we're recording on a Wednesday, you'll we'll have them by that Friday. So Be sure to also check out the other shows on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Shows like Amazing Spider-Man Classics. It is almost time for Season 1 to end and Season 2 to begin. Can't wait for you guys to hear what Season 2 is going to sound like. Of course, you can also listen to the recently completed Spectacular Radio. Spectacular Radio is the show about the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. 26 episodes of fans covering it. 26 episodes of interviews with Greg Wiseman, the, the executive producer of the series. Of course you can also listen to if you're a clone saga fan you want to get some more context of stuff like that happens in mayday's world where there's clone related stuff you can always listen to clone saga chronicles so that is the original show on the spidey dude radio network our original flagship show but we also have our newest flagship show which is spidey dude experience every wednesday that there is a new issue of a amazing spider-man there's a new episode of spidey dude experience the broadcast live on youtube facebook and twitter just like this show make mind mayday so thank you for listening. Be sure to follow our social medias at Spidey Dude Radio, at MakeMyMayday on Twitter, at Spidey Dude Network on Instagram and Facebook. And that is, of course, the URL to our Patreon page. Thanks again to Scott and Vinkman for your support, and we will see you all next time here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network.